When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Here, Albie. My parents are here. Hey. What's up? Uh, returning from uh, you, just are, a, are an Italian a traveling traveler. fool. Yeah. You are yeah. your second time in Italy. Right. Within a matter of weeks. Yeah. Uh, this time on a very, very joyous occasion. Yes, a, a very dear friend of ours, Yanina, our jeweler. Um, her son. Brandon was married, who the, was also our jeweler. The architect of, of, of Chelsea's, the Chelsea's ring. engagement ring, yes. Can't thank Brandon enough. He, well, we, we got close down in, in Asbury, uh, so it was very fun to watch the, you know, the, the Instagrams and the pictures and all that. It's a lot of fun stuff. And then, um, yeah, we have uh, just, I, I, I haven't really had a chance to catch up with you guys in general after that trip. Mm. So, I mean, I imagine there are fun stories. What, what happened? Tell me everything. How was traveling? How was, how was the, did you guys was, get time for, <clears throat> to vacation? We had actually a really great time. Dad thought he was a Formula One driver for a split second because we rented a car and we were driving all throughout Italy. Um, and he was, I think, having the best time doing that more than anything, I would assume. I, I do like driving <coughs> in a foreign country. Um, <coughs> I, uh, I, I don't really know much about driving in a foreign country before Waze, you know, but now with Waze and other... Uh, you know, GPS mapping, direction stuff. It's so easy, you know, just like it is here. And um, I really like getting around, you know, because, I mean, how many... Look, Florence is is magic. I mean, you, you go to the main square where the Duomo is, and the building looks fake. It really does. It, it, it's got just the, the amount of intensive architectural detail and the colors... It's just an amazing, amazing building, and it's not the first time I've seen it. It's like the fifth time I've seen it, but never gets old. Every single time, it's like it's more beautiful. This is almost fake. Like there's nothing like it in the world. It looks like well, a you, cardboard cutout. That's how fabulous it is. You guys stayed in a in a Airbnb type situation this time, right? And and well, we had in, two, two Airbnbs in a hotel yeah. in Rome. We were in Airbnb where literally opened the window, and if I if I put my hand out far enough, I would have gotten water from the Trevi Fountain. That's how close we were. Yeah, we were an uh, amazing amazing spot. You know, there's there's a risk and reward. You know, so buyer beware if you if you decide to do Airbnb in Italy. <clears throat> Biggest tip. Americans need to know. Um, one is two, two is three, three is four. Okay, what does that mean? That means the first floor of a building is zero. So if you're on the second floor, you're climbing three flights of stairs in an old historic building. So you need to be aware of that. And and I was, you know, I mean, I learned that in Paris years ago. Um, they don't count the first floor. It's not the first floor. It's the ground floor. So <clears throat> we had one heavy piece of luggage and uh, three, three lighter pieces, and they had to go up three flights of steps uh, in the first place. And um, 
So it's not exactly fun, and and you know certainly ro- I'm used to rolling up to a hotel at the Bellman, take my bags, and and letting them deal, let them deal with all the stuff, and putting it in my room and the whole deal. So it's a little bit like you're on your own type of a thing, you know. Um, so we um, we had it, we had a good time, but uh, when you open the window, there's two there's two beautiful uh, big windows in this place that open right out, and. Um, you're looking at the Trevi Fountain like it, like you could kiss it. Um, that you know, literally, I would say, almost a thousand people there all the time. Right. And I, I looked out the window at one a.m., two a.m. You're still into the high hundreds. Yeah. Uh, maybe four or five, which I was sleeping. So four or five a.m. I never even looked at the window, but I'm assuming five a.m. There's nobody there to speak of. But um, it's awesome if you can if you can. Uh, you know, do that. It's it's relatively inexpensive. I mean, Italy and, and Airbnbs in Italy are cheap. I mean, you, you get a room for under a hundred dollars a night. So I mean, uh, there's. I got a thing with Airbnb. I feel like I, I feel like I worry about people with cameras and stuff in there because I read I read all kinds of craziness. Well, I I decided after this trip, I said to Dad, I said, listen, you know, we all, all uh, famously, you know, uh, historically, I should say, over the years, we went, rent a shore house every year. We don't own a shore house. We rent one for as long as your kids have been around, right? And it's always beautiful. It's always fabulous. It never disappoints. Maybe in all the years we've done, we've had two disappointing houses. Airbnb, you really got to know your stuff because you can be really set up for disappointment. Um, so, but barring that, it's also uh, going up the stairs with all that luggage. I think out of the country, I'd be less inclined to Airbnb it now because it was just the parking, the luggage, bringing it up to the spots. And then we finished our vacation on a high note at this unbelievable villa um, where, you know, service was top notch and anything you wanted whenever you wanted was at your fingertips. Really, really beautiful. So we kind of schlepped it for the first couple of things. Beautiful, beautiful apartments, both of them. Beautiful. But the first apartment had no hot water because it's old building in Italy. So you have to expect that. Well, right? it had hot water, yeah. but, you know, typical European hot water. Listen, you know, if, if you want to really travel and appreciate another culture and, and get, into, get into it, it's the only way to go. You know, if, if you are looking to, you know, you know how, how, how these, uh, these rock stars – go into all these different places. They don't even know what town they're in. They have like signs on the stage saying, you're in Richmond, you're in Utah, you're in, you're in uh, here or there. Every, every, it's, it's like same shit, different day. I'm saying that you go to a Hilton or uh, 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 the St. Regis or the Westin, and you stay in an amazing hotel, and everything is like home. Like that, to me, defeats the whole purpose. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. This is very different than how I would have maybe expected it. I didn't take either of you for, I know we talked about this, for Airbnb uh, uh, buffs in general. Uh, well, not uh, that it's anything wrong with it. My, no, my but, point is I think but, you're very used to having things on a schedule and thing. all that stuff. Here's the thing. When we travel, and Daddy knows this about me, I'm a little bit of a snob. I don't want to do anything. I want everything to be beautiful. I want everything to be special, you know, um, especially because it's, it's how hard he works and stuff like that. Now, there's something to be said for when I went with Dana, your future mother-in-law, a couple of months ago, we got uh, an Airbnb or a Verbo. I think it was she gets through Verbo. Same, same company, I think. Um, 
and it was fantastic. However, uh, we had a driver drop us off right in front, and we we carried the luggage up like three flights of stairs. Her and I, um, beautiful apartment, and it's nice to have an apartment versus a room if you're traveling like that, you know. But it also was nice to say, "Hey, Bellman." Come and get my fifty pound uh, yeah, bag. I'm not even so much about the Bellman. <laughs> so. To me, it's like okay, you got to you, you leave, you jump in a car. You know what I mean? You go right. downstairs. You're gonna have yourself a drink, have yourself a cup of coffee, right. something to eat, whatever. Th- there are things like that to me that it just seems alive all the time. Well, you know us. What, when we travel, me and and my kids, right? The first thing we do is look for what. Well, you know, you always try and find a good lobby bar. That, you need that's a lobby bar. Show me the lobby and, bar. You know, yeah. but it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, and I think there are pros and cons with everything. I, right. I've certainly had Airbnbs that I've loved, too. It's all the same thing. But um, So that's fun stuff, but we've had, uh, we, we did have a, a, a video sent to us while you were away. Uh-huh. Uh, major update with, with the wedding. Uh, certain people were having passport issues, and now that's behind us. Yes. So I'm going to play for everybody. Well, no, we're, we're missing one yet. Lauren still hasn't arrived. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that, but here, yeah. here we go. This is a, a video that was sent to us of Marky getting her passport, and it is probably the craziest thing ever. But here's around. the best part about this video. Lauren found it on, a, on Marky's iPad, was completely unaware that Marky made the video. Right, so this is a this is in Marky's iPad. Yes. She set up her iPad correct through the video camera, hit record, yes. and then did this correct. This is a, this is a very important video. Guess what I have here? My very own passport. Because I'm going to Italy, out of the country. So I am very excited. I'm I'm gonna be very sad because I'm gonna miss, miss my fans. But whatever, I have my very own passport. And hold on, this is so fun. It has me on it without my glasses. This is amazing. And here is another picture. That's where. This is where I'm going. Italy, so my mom has to take it now because it's very important, and my, and my dog cannot eat it. So, and also, I'm going because I'm gonna be the flower girl again. Now, that is incredible for so many reasons, but you guys can't see, we'll probably post it on the social. Marky points to the Statue of Liberty <laughs> in the passport and says that's where that's she's where going, going in Italy. The best part is, again, Lauren had no idea that she that she had done that. And um, were you crying, Al? Are you crying watching? No, no. Oh. <laughs> so, no. I watched it too many times. Uh, so my favorite part is we're going to Italy and she's six and she knows it's out of the country. Out of the country. Like even just that she realizes that I found interesting. And then when she says, and I'm going to be sad because I'm going to miss my fans. She thinks she has fans? Well, she thinks she's got a YouTube. Oh. Because she she does all these videos, and just because she does the video, she thinks she has a YouTube, which, of course, she doesn't. And she thinks she has fans from the YouTube, but she doesn't. So I'm going to miss my fans, but whatever. Amazing. And when she said, I don't have my glasses on, I could cry because my sweet little peanut. With her glasses. Yeah, she she said it's it's amazing because I don't have my glasses. Yeah. And then uh, she breaks it down for the end. It, it's it's another one because when we had the, uh, you know, Marky really just jumping on a long standing, I, I, I suppose, Banzo tradition. Uh, 
We had the engagement announcement episode. Chris came down and made it about Chris Tree. And now Marky's going to her, I, I, I suppose she thinks she's on YouTube or something. Yeah. And uh, talking to her fans, and she said she's going because she's going to be a flower girl. Right. This is like, you know, I'm like, she's going to talk about me. She's yeah. going to do it. She's going to say it. <laughs> and she didn't. And I was like, you know what? I, I get it. I get it. Um, but no, she was, uh, it, it, it's one of the, probably one of the funniest, like, there's got to be dozens of those in there. I, I don't know how Lauren just doesn't, I assume maybe she did, because you find one of those. What's crazy about it, too, is her cadence is like, yeah, she's a great host. She's she an amazing host. She would be a superstar. The the way she speaks, the, her emotions, her her her. Her, her her facial expressions, the way she moves her body, everything. You look at it and you say, this kid is so friggin' adorable that I could watch her all day as an adult. But whatever, you know, I'm going to miss my fans. So she really <coughs> believes she has a YouTube channel. Um, and she does a, often makes videos and Lauren will send, you know, now and again some videos. But she had no idea that she made this video, which is really incredible. So uh, yeah, we we have to put that up. That I I like that that I'd make that my uh, morning alarm if I could. Right. But really, really, really funny. She's very excited. I haven't seen her in like forever. Uh, so it, uh, it another reason I was very happy to come up. We had a ton of dear Albies uh, after your guys' last episode. Ton of questions um, around this topic specifically, dear Albie. Would love an update on whether or not your parents have sold the rights to their wedding, or are we going to actually get some details soon? Maybe make it a special. No, of course we haven't. We, we haven't. You know, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we were, we've been in Italy. Um, but no, that, that, that certainly isn't something that uh, we're taking seriously and trying to get a movie made of. Although, although I will tell you, it should be. It should be because it would be an epic movie. I stand by that one. You know what it is. You know, you know when you when you watch a movie that's funny, right? A really really funny movie, like a Ben Stiller movie, or you know, a a half dozen different younger actors that are that are doing great comedy. You say to yourself when you're watching this, like, how do they think of this? Like, like. It's so insane. Like, what brain thinks of this? And that's what this entire debacle that we call wedding day, um, engagement, wedding day, honeymoon really is. It's the stuff that happens. You look at yourself and you go, this almost sounds like fake. Like, how could this even be The fact that we made it to the altar is amazing. The fact that we made it to our honeymoon destination is amazing. Everything, it was the Murphy's Law of Life, okay? Everything well, that could go wrong look, did go I'm not wrong. Gonna, I'm not going to tease the audience again. We went yeah. through it. So we'll, we'll discuss it on a, you know, a special basis or something. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of other requests, and, and I think I'm going to, um, you know, uh, I'm going to put my foot down on this. We're going to have to make this happen. We're going we're gonna to get some scheduling things worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nando and I have had a number of conversations. He'd like to see uh, Dear Don brought back, mm-hmm. and they'd like to go back to more often shows, shorter shows, but more often uh, during the week here, which will probably start next week. We're going to talk about it. I'll talk to your people. We'll see you if we can make that work. Talk to my people. My people talk to your people. And then we have uh, so we have this Dear Abby that came in. I guess I don't know what happened on the last show that made this topic come up, but. 
Here we go. It's entitled Work Ethic. Dear Albie, I would love to get yours and specifically Mr. Manzo's opinion of today's current work ethic. Oh, wow. For reference, I am a 30-year-old <laughs> nurse and have often been criticized for changing jobs frequently due to salary increases at other hospitals. I'm wondering if it's worth it to be loyal to a company long-term versus going where I make the most money. What are your thoughts? Love the pod. Thanks. Are we going to just hand, are we going to lob that over dad? You know what? I was nervous about it at first. Right. Uh, but look, it, it it is something that we talk about a lot. It, it's funny though, in the email, it's kind of a different that's question. That's a different tone because to she's me. saying. Well, it's a double, well, look, she she's asking what you think about, uh, you know, the today's current work ethic in general. And then she bounces around. So I think it's two questions. So I think go well, work ethic and then the loyalty but aspect of the company. But I don't see she says she bounces around because she gets a better pay no, scale. No, she didn't. No, that's what she says. She says, so I'm a 30-year-old nurse and have often been criticized for changing jobs frequently due to salary increase at other hospitals. She's now, there's a difference hospital. between saying that and saying complaining. She's just looking to better her income. She seems to me to not have a work ethic problem. Right. She's just wondering, I think, if she's getting criticized, if, if it's worth it to be loyal at a certain Correct. job. right. Uh, but she's asking, I, I think maybe her retort is like, if people were working hard, this wouldn't be happening. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's the question. It's posed to you. Well, first of all, work ethic. Um, I, I've, I've covered this a couple of times and maybe not specifically work ethic, but the current generation coming into the workforce is the laziest crop of uh, humans that uh, I've ever heard of encountered or or dealt with um there's a certain sense of entitlement um nobody really wants to work everybody wants to be an influencer everybody wants to do it with uh uh game you know what do they call it esports gaming uh they put their headphones on they're trying to make money killing people on on the screen it is really really tragic And, and i'll and i'll tell you why because Nobody in this current generation, with very few exceptions, I mean I mean the generation that's coming into 18, 19, 20, let's say 19 to 19 to 29, you, you aren't ready for anything. Any shit that happens, you're, you're just going to say, okay, lay down and just put dirt on me. You, 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 the vast majority of the young generation, are completely clueless about about everything. You know, it's almost. Let's give some examples because I don't want to talk in such vague generalities. A kid thinks, <clears throat> um, right now, young kids think that they should be entitled to work from home, that they could dress any way they want, they could work in a restaurant uh, and show up with shocking bright red hair and the next day it's blue and the next day it's green uh, i mean this is appropriate in some areas but in other areas it just isn't and and you need to respect your workplace and more than anything give 110% to your job while you are there Stay focused on the task at hand and do it like your life depended on it. And no one does that. Well, 90% do not do that. 
Do you find fault with this young lady for switching jobs for paying? We, we didn't get there yet. That's a different story. <laughs> so, I, I tell my I tell He's my one hundred and ten percent of the question. I yeah, tell my 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 employees that that are trouble that are having trouble that are that aren't doing well that are in jeopardy of being fired. And I had this conversation just last week with somebody. I he he like, here's a kid that came back for his job. Okay, came back for his job, and nobody wanted him. Uh, I don't mean upper management. The, the, my 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 middle my middle manager to the employees. And I said, you know, son, let me let me spend a few minutes talking to you. I said, the way you worked here when you worked here, you cannot put out that kind of effort and be successful any place. And that's what nobody gets. Like, if you're working at McDonald's, I know. And the vast majority of people that work at McDonald's know that that's not the last job they're ever going to have. That is an interim thing. They're in high school. They're in college. They're doing whatever. They're working part-time at night. Whatever it is, okay? Give me 110% while you're doing that job. Not for any reason. Not because you're, you're, you love Ray Kroc or you saw the movie or you love um, you love McDonald's. Because... You have pride in yourself. It's so important. Okay? The most successful, the best workers I ever had, I could see their faces in my head. Doctor, lawyer, accountant. Three of them off the top of my head. Boom. Okay? They were the best workers. This generation would say, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. I don't have to work hard. I, I, I'm just trying to get some money so I can well, I, I don't really uh, buy actually, lunch. I, I don't even know if I hear, like, I think that might still be a difference because I don't hear a lot of kids that that I that I talk to at that age. Uh, you know, when you pick a path that requires or forces a amount of discipline, like you do work hard, and there are certain other ones that have just hustle in them because it's just what they know how to do. Yeah, I've run into percentage? that bunch. Very, you think, do you think there's a there's a high percentage? Well, of let me put it to you this way: when we've when we've had places and we've had to jump in and take them over, right? I would say that I'm probably a little skewed, maybe in the way even that I would think you would be, but you hire a lot more people uh, because we kept the people that were working hard and ended up getting forced into a position to just put more on everybody. And we had to get involved ourselves for that reason. But you also mentored yeah. a lot of these young kids and made them into mm -hmm. something special. You saw when you saw something good in a kid, even a kid that was a little wayward. You, you brought well, I mean, look, I think, like, I think we, we, we like and enjoy doing that, but I also think it's the job of everybody when you're taking, you know, kids that are in, just getting into college and all that other stuff or, you know, have a quick summer job. But, you know, there's plenty of kids that are that age that do 100% see people making money on TikTok and whatever and think that's what we're, what, what we're going to do. And I think that that does impact people and their outlook a ton. I also think it does something really bad to people that are really working hard. And look, there's plenty of situations where you just like it's a, it's a wild time where you just get stuck. You can make a ton of money and be getting nowhere because of just how let's say housing prices get Well, or let's do the let's there's do the flip side, okay? Let's do the flip side of the argument. So, let's agree for a second that 90% of the 19 to 29s are lazy, and I'll be harsh, useless, okay? That leaves 
a ton of opportunity for the 10% that are motivated. There's less competition. If you go to a job, any job, and you're good and work hard and, and show up on time, biggie, okay, um, not come up with bullshit excuses why you can't show up for work today or a million other things, okay? So if you have that going for you, you're golden. You could write your own ticket. Everybody loves you. Everybody wants you. They fight over you. It's a very easy time to rise up quickly if you've yes. really right. got it, got it for uh, sure. My, my, one of my favorite things that I've heard Daddy say I countless amount of times because it seems to be an excuse that they think is going to work. Mr. Albert, I can't come in tomorrow. My mother's having surgery. Daddy looks him dead in the eye. He goes, oh, my goodness, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you the doctor? Well, what do you mean? Are you the surgeon? <laughs> no. You're not operating on your mother? No. Then get to work because it's usually a lie. So it's like you, you got to. Yeah, you run into it. I mean, look, and, and then to show that's that's not harsh, too. I, I, got a, I got a phone call when you had COVID from, you know, Aunt Pat to be like, hey, listen, this doesn't look good. He, he's there's a decent chance this guy doesn't make it out of here. Right. And I went to work. Yeah. And, and I was I did my little thing and I went to work because it was like, all right, this is well, exactly what dad. Out. I wasn't making it out. Yeah, it's what uh, it's what I was told. What the, it was the COVID thing. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was co- yeah, it was like it That's was ridiculous. it was it was about well, everybody was, was, was everybody was saying it. But you know, like neither here nor there. But here's like, you know, here we are, right? But here's the point. Uh there's there's also a lot of it's funny because I am, and I think dad would definitely agree with this. I probably try and do too much and give too much in appreciation and recognition for how people do. Yes, you're guilty. And when that happens, I've had other opportunities that I put in front of people, and I've seen the generational aspect hit this way, where when you offer something that is a major, major opportunity to, that you know, maybe it includes a little bit of work, or maybe it's got the same job and you're just upping it, and hey, we're... we're Elevating taking on this yeah. this new role, whatever. It's this this sit down of well, you know, like it, like everybody is in this also weird place of. I'll give you the 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 a great 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 example, Chris. When we first were were getting in, you know, jumping into restaurants and everything during the pandemic, had an interview with somebody for a bartending position, right. And it was okay. So, you know, like, you know, how the, the, he had worked at a couple different places and Chris and the guy says to him, let's say his name is John. He's like, well, you know, um, I'm looking for about 110,000. Mm. And Chris goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> Tell, me, <laughs> Tell goes, me when you find it. <laughs> he goes, well, you know, I just, I just think that's what I'm, what I'm worth, you know, as, you know, bar manager thing, especially with everything that's going on with the pandemic, I need to make a certain amount of money. And Chris goes, well, here's the thing, John. Uh, this is why uh, they they call it a pandemic <laughs> because it happens to everybody. <laughs> if it was a John Demic, I would say, "Wow, this is terrible what you're going through." But we are all doing this, <laughs> and I am going to get fired in two seconds. It was a whole thing. It was very funny. But you see, th- there's there's a lot of time, and I I say that to myself pretty often. I had somebody call me recently that was bugging out over like studying for a test kind of thing. Totally freaking out, freaking out. I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to do. And then what if this doesn't go well? And I, I, they go, what do you think? I go, I, I think you already won. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I go, well, do you really think that everybody in the class you're even in is going as hard as you are right now? So you might be in organic chemistry, let's say, for example. I don't know. 
going through that. But even in that vacuum, right, if you've got the stress of look at the left, left to my right, like I'm not saying other people aren't trying, but you are typically in the minority, even in college and, and sometimes, you know, beyond. But it's it's a great time to to be somebody that works hard and everything. I've definitely been on the other side of that, too, where the employer partner or, you know, account or you know whatever it is. I, you know, takes advantage of that too. But I think that, you know, it's it's definitely a different type of aptitude and 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 effort being put out there. I think every generation kind of thinks that about the generation after them yeah, anyway. But this, is a, this is a supremely lazy generation, I feel like. And I think social media has a lot to do with it, where people thinking, I could just have an iPhone and I have, you know... Uh, t- uh, an account of social media account and I'm going to make money. I will never never forget years ago. It was a young kid daddy wanted to bring up in the ranks of the brownstone. And he says, "You know, I want you to come in the office and you know, you're going to you're going to sit behind the desk and I want you to blah, you know, start booking parties and blah blah blah." And he said, "You know, get a couple of suits and blah blah." And he goes, "You know what? I'm cool just having fun now." Hit me yeah. back in a couple Look, of years. I, I've had that. I've had that like... too. I've had that happen to me. But I'll tell you what. Here's the craziest thing. I, I I can put it out this way, right? It's also a really hard time to stay motivated. So that's what actually scares me because you have a crop of kids that have that outlook. Number one in general, right? But it's a very hard time to stay motivated. I was reading up that the housing market and everything, right? When you look at let's say the price of houses, it's changed X percent. But like over a decade, over a decade, whatever, it's semi-relative normal, right? But when you look at the income that everybody was making, okay, it's like, let's say that's grown 7% where housing has grown, like, let's say 30, but the disparity is way bigger right. because versus, you know, the, the, the debt to income ratio and like, you know, the, the ratio of income, earned income versus, you know, what you, what it takes to invest in a house is just so much further. And I think a lot of people, and I, I say that to say a lot of, I think the perpetual laziness of stuff is a creation of the whole. It's not just on the generation. I think they have, you know, a a deck a, a deck stacked on them. I think my generation and and millennials. I think I'm, I'm a millennial. I guess. Or I'm, Are you a millennial? I think you're. I think a millennial. I like, just barely make millennial. Do you? Which sucks. But Do I guess you? no. But it's Gen X before me, right? I don't know. Or after you. I don't, I don't think know. you're but a millennial. But whatever it is, so yeah, that that, that I, I think that's a it's a hand that was dealt with very different economically. There's always been all kinds of craziness that people have adapted to, and these kids that are coming out also just got used to living at home for two years straight. Right. So it's not going to be the easiest thing to get out of and break out of anyway. Well, now the employers are having a problem getting their staff back into the buildings. Well, this is also where, where they're, they're she's saying, talking about with the nurses. And they're saying, well, you know, that's not fair. Well, what do you mean it's not fair? I pay you to do a job, and where I ask you to do the job is my terms, so either you like it or you don't. If you don't like it, bye. Yeah, exactly, part of the problem. And, and the, before we go to phase two or part two of that question, employee comes up to me, he's slacking. Okay, and and I have <clears throat> very intuitive as far as what your aptitude is. So if, if I see you are not a very, I don't know, bright person, let's say, let's say you're just not that gifted, 
and you are trying 100%, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You're giving me 110%. I'm good. Okay. I know you're not doing as well as the guy next to you, but that's okay because you are breaking your butt, making the effort where I don't bother that kid. Yeah. Okay. Where I've got a guy that I know could kick ass and take names and he's dogging it because he's playing down to the guy that I'm referring to isn't that great. Okay. That guy's getting fired and the other guy's got a job. One conversation, I call the guy in and say, listen, I know you're dogging it. I know you're milking it. You're not giving me 100%. You're, you're very capable. You could be a great guy. You could be a great asset to any employer. Why are you dogging it? Well, you know, um, I think that if I had another $2 an hour, I could really get motivated. I says, interesting, interesting. It's very nice. Well, thank you very much. And you could punch out and go home. What are you talking about? I said, dude, you, you mean to think for one second that you're holding back, giving me a shitty job because or shit, shit effort because you think you're worth $2 more, than, more an hour? How about this? How about you kick butt, do your job, be great at what you do so that I see you doing that effort, making that effort, doing that job and go, Wow, this kid's gold. Let's pay him what he's worth so we don't lose him to somebody else. Yeah, okay? I think, look. That's the key. Th- there's- don't don't play down to what you think. Whatever your job description is, if you're a French friend, I swear to God, if I lost everything tomorrow and went to McDonald's to work and I started with fries, I would be the best freaking fry guy at McDonald's <clears throat> that they had in years. So- until they give me the Big Macs, until they put me on the floor managing. That's just what I'm made of, okay? I Bottom think, line. I think I think um uh uh it there there's obviously ways to go about everything too, but I think where where she is in her industry, I guess people are jacking it up and they're going back and forth. They're, yeah, let's they're talk about her real quick. You know, for do I the loyalty thing for me, right, and I've seen this from a lot of different angles. It's a big deal, but I think that it's also a time to understand there's it's a combination of things beyond the paycheck too, right? So when you're in an environment that you really like to be in and are surrounded by people that you really like to be surrounded by, that's really, really, really hard to find. When that intersects with the amount of money that you are, are feel you're fairly worth and everything, then you have the perfect situation. That That's great. If you just kind of follow the money, right, the people and, and jobs that usually do that, you have to kind of watch in a lot of different directions for why that might be. I've seen, I've been in businesses where they're inflating things just to get everybody in there because it's kind of more of a shit show. And it's like, hey, well, now it's complete chaos and they're trying to get you in at, at a salary so they can tell you to do this, this, this on top of it. Uh, and I've had people on the other end that are just super, super kind and they're just barely keeping the lights on and they're only offering what they can and that loyalty gets rewarded big time down the stretch for anybody that sticks around. So it's not just the money piece. But but the but the way you handle it is this, okay? Number one, are we talking strictly uh, uh, speci- specifically about a hospital? She's a nurse, so I'm, it sounds to me like okay. it was hospital. Let's assume she works in a hospital, okay? The loyalty in a hospital rarely pays, pays off. off. Yep. Okay. Because 
a hospital is a big business, corporate environment, your number. Now, yes, the nurses on her floor love her. The, the, the maybe the floor managing nurse the loves her. Okay, the well that's kind of it's not really going anywhere. So if you could leave, for example, a local hospital like Chill in St. Joe's to go to Mount Sinai, Columbia Press, um, you know, or a, a a a bigger hospital with bigger salaries, you know, the loyalty factor is not quite as important. I think in that field, it's it's a difficult thing to put a put to put a no. A, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that a no. face on when the you're working for somebody you. that's that's a you're working for a smaller company, someone that you can people that matter the the the, the decision makers are at your disposal. You can discuss with them, okay, your situation. Your loyalty is definitely worth something. So, for example, let's say someone is working for me. And they're super loyal, and they're excellent people. And they say, you know, Al, oh, man, um, I hate doing this, but I have an opportunity to go to work for a competitor of ours, and the guys offer me really great numbers, and I'm, I'll probably be making like 20 more percent, and I'm, I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a captain's job, or I'm going to be a maitre d' or whatever. And I really would hate to leave, but, I mean, wh- what would you do? And I'd be honest with the person. I'd say, listen, let me see what I could do. I'll try to come up a little bit. I'll, man, I'll, I'll match it or, I'll, or I'll, I'll do what I can to keep you. Or if it's if it's amazing and, and, and the number is just too, too big to match, I'll say, I think you're amazing. I think you're going to do great there. It's going to suck not having you around. We love you. But, I mean, in all fairness and, and, and do, to, 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 to do the right thing, for you, you got to go there. You don't have a choice. Okay? See, I don't know too much about nursing. Like, you know, could she be a head floor nurse? Could she be department head? Does it need? Do you need? You know, more education for that? Do you? Does you have to get a bet? Do you have to get a better degree for that? Yeah, Who you're the heck knows? Too far into the weeds. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you matter. don't know. You don't know what advancement possibility she my, has where she so, is. And to me, it's not even just that either. I think you have to make the best move for you, also to lifestyle, where it is. You know how they're treating you, the whole thing. Right. right. There's yeah. a lot of pieces to it. Yeah. So commute factor. But, but you never, you never got to be ashamed of doing what you feel is the best for you. No. All I'm saying is the best for you has got to be rooted in a lot of things. It's not just the money piece because the I've 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 gotten into situations where the money's been there. It's been and it's awesome. And you start. And the stress that comes with that is absolutely insane. And on and the and the other and the other way, right? Like and and I've been in very very st- stressful situations and made nothing. So like it, it it's not like for like. But what I'm saying is, from a loyalty perspective, you know, th- I do I I do value the the environment, the who I'm surrounded by every day and stuff like that. And you can I I feel, you know, now you. There's definitely a layer of strike while the iron's hot with that, because let's say there's not a ton of advancement in the field and you're about as far as you can go. Well, at that in that case, yeah, get as much as you can right. possibly get. Yeah, okay. And move because, on. And, and there yeah. are just it. And every industry is different. So I have I have a stockbroker who is a friend who who doesn't uh, control a lot of uh, a big portfolio, but he has been with three different companies since I've been I've been working with him. So I says, well, how come you moved again? He says, you know, this is how this business is. When you're making, you know, you're you're making the money off the trades, that's a living. 
But when you move your entire portfolio, let's say you you go from one house to another house, to encourage you to move to the next house, they say, well, your portfolio has, let's say, $100 million in it. Uh, your portfolio of clients has $100 million in it. We're going to give you 300000 to come with us. And, the, and then the entire portfolio, of course, follows, right? So now they're figuring, okay, we're going to bring this guy in. We're going to manage all this, mo- all this extra money. And can't go wrong. It's a good deal. You have to, you know, in that case, you have to do that. The loyalty doesn't make sense. So it's a hard question to answer without having a lot more detail. If you are a nurse in a hospital, in a big, big hospital, per, uh, let's assume there's almost no other kind, um, yes, you, you can make the move to make the best deal, make sure you know what the other job entails, and sometimes it is the right move. And to, kudos to, to her for being keeping her eyes open and her ear to the ground to see what better opportunities are there for her. So I don't find that problematic in that in that job no, as a nurse. No, look, I don't, I don't think there's a problem yeah. with what she's doing. I'm just saying, like, you know, you want to watch, you know, you want to see what you can create, too. But, like, all I'm just saying is it, it's get the best deal that is all-encompassing. It's a right. 360 move. But, hey, you listen to the show, so we love you anyway. Right. No matter what. Even yeah. if we didn't. But Appreciate we do. It. So that, that works. So, dear Albie Mailbag at gmail.com. You guys are the greatest. See you later. Bye. Take care. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.